There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle at Boveda. This is Box Press. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Box Press. I am your host, Rob Gagne, and I'm at TPE's 2021 event where I'm sitting across from Chris Moore of Carolina Blue Cigars. Now, Carolina Blue Cigars has a long history of what's happening stateside, the influence that is penetrating into the cigar market. Now, it's been everywhere in the cigar market, but more importantly, we are seeing these boutique brands bring back the heritage that has already been in the United States of growing, fermenting, and taking care of tobacco. And Chris Moore is basically no stranger to that. He has grown up in the Carolinas, picking tobacco, helping it get to its end destination. He has experience, extensive experience, going to the master blenders in, in Nicaragua, in the Dominican Republic, to make sure that his product gets made the way he wants it. Chris Moore comes to us with not only an opportunity to smoke his cigars, but listen to his story. We have a 30-year veteran sitting in our across from us, and we get to understand what his drive has been to get Carolina Blue cigars from start to finish. And the finish line isn't even today. It's many, many years down the road because Chris Moore knows he's in it for the long game. Chris, thank you so much for being here on Box Press. Thank you. I'm, I'm humbled to be here. Yes. It's a, it's a huge honor for us to even in one interview, you two have the time to spend and just sit down and chat and share one of your cigars. We're smoking the Limitada. Yes. Yes. Beautiful band. I've read a lot about your blending and I don't want to get into it now, but we will circle back to it. Mm. Your blending is exactly the way I like to taste cigars, which is I like unique changes through cigars. I don't like powerhouses, things that are full frontal, in your face, everything's hitting you. You're very similar in that regard, right? Correct. Correct. That's, that's I believe in giving a person a, 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 an experience. You know, it's, it's why I give you something that everybody else can do. You know, let you enjoy what the country offers. And the transition through the flavors gives you just that. You know, we're in the first third. We're going to taste three different cigars along, the, along this journey. Right. Yes. And I love the fact that you have the double tapered, you know, some people call it a figurado right. or yeah. torpedo, right. if you want to call it that. <laughs> so many double... names. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I love that because to me, this is a true transition between the ring gauge. We start to get to bigger and smaller right. and bigger and smaller. So I love that journey. Thank you. Yeah, this, this is one of our uh, tops. Well, it is the top seller. I, I cannot keep this cigar on the shelf. And uh, really, we, we yeah, when we first made it, it was in a... Um, a Pennsylvania Broadleaf, and uh, it was outstanding. Then we moved it back to a uh, San Andreas. Pennsylvania Broadleaf, you know, especially with COVID, it's kind of hard, difficult to uh, keep in stock. I want to do one in a Brazilian Apuraca at some point, or maybe a Cameroon. Uh, I've been playing with that a little bit. Cameroon is, like, outstanding. Yeah. Uh, I love the Brazilian Apuraca because of the sweetness. And, you know, I was going to actually add a dash of pepper, so it's like a strawberry lemonade type thing yeah going on so it's it's it was really 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 good cigar really good cigar love it yep let's talk a little bit about your 30 years in military service now mm. right away when i thought military i think okay 
here's somebody that has some tenacity, some grit, some some backbone that can give them that entrepreneurial edge that makes them keep going. What would you say is your biggest attribute that allows you to keep going or what you've gotten from the military? Patience. Patience is the key. Um, really dealing with different type of uh, individuals through my military career. You know, some people can be pain in the ass. <laughs> it's like kids and you have to be patient, you know, to see like if you see something in them, patiently wait until you see an opportunity for them to blossom. So I take that, you know, patiently making relationships. Sometimes you have to chip away at somebody's exterior until you understand who they are. And then find you got somebody that you know for life. And uh, I take that same, you know, quality into the business. You know, patiently wait, learn, um, understand that this is not an overnight successful business. Um, working in tobacco, how it grows. You have to be patient. It's a lot of patience just to, to wait, grow Yeah, it. just to grow it. So I, I just use that, you know, of course, along with the leadership stuff I've done. But I, 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 for me, my personality is I'm very patient about everything I do. I'm very patient. The way I sell the cigar, the way I put it out on the market, I'm patient, you know, to, right. to let it happen. So it's worked for me so far. And your family comes from a long lineage of people in the military, right? Yes. You were, you were accumulating the amount of years yep and what was the number that you were it's like above 400 right about 400 my uncle my grand my grand my great-grandfather my grandfather my my uncles all five of them uh, my dad um my mother's father uh, my mother's brother my aunt well six uncles really cousins my brothers you know so all your of us whole did. family has yeah, over we all 400 did over, hours yeah, for we 400 all, years. We all did. My uncles and myself did the most time. My three of my, four of my uncles did 25. I did 30. My dad, he did a short time. My grandfather did about 10 years. So, yeah, add all that together. My brother now, he's on his 18th year. So, uh, wow. Yeah, it's just adding up. Just adding up. So, and you've enjoyed the whole time. You know, <laughs> Yes, I wouldn't change it, <laughs> but it's it's been All a ride. Right, let's talk about it. <laughs> it's because if I look, if you think about the career, I've I've been I was on duty for five presidents. Five presidents. Yeah, like five presidents. I started with uh, Reagan, both Bushes, um, Clinton, and Obama. Wow. Yeah, I did all in this, and all of them affected. Not me personally, but it affected the military changes according to their leadership style. You could see the change. Yeah, you can see it. And uh, again, you got to be patient. Like, okay, this guy's going to be gone <laughs> soon. <laughs> temporary. You know, if you like them more, it's, you know. Right. You know, everything to me in the military, like, hey, it's temporary. You're only going to be here three years. Why worry about it? Just be patient. You'll be out of here soon. <laughs> and that's how I looked at it. It's like, all right, another adventure. Deployments. Oh, we, you know, a year. Be patient. We'll be out of here soon. That's the only way that I can do it. That is a really interesting philosophy yeah. that I like. Yeah, like, it's hard to tap into that, though. Me, I'm on the total. I'm like, okay, just in here. How do I get in here? How right. do I get out of here? Mm -hmm. How long do I have to be here for? I like to want to just, like, go do, 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 do. Right. I'm like it's, I'm like, it's nothing we can do. Just, like, do your job. Stay out of trouble. Be patient. Enjoy this time best you can. And next thing you know, we're going home. 
when yeah. you were overseas, were you getting uh, cigars from like Cigars for Warriors or anything like that? I can't. I my last deployment was um, two thousand. And what was my last deployment? Thirteen. No, my son was born thirteen. So eleven. That was my last. Okay, so deployment. quite a while ago. Yeah, so it was like Ten right on ago. the back end. I did a, my last five years stateside. Uh, I didn't want to deploy anymore. I was deployed like four times. So right about that time on the last deployment, cigars weren't cigar for per se, weren't yeah. really around. Okay. You know, people would send cigars. We have little cigar clubs. You know, we have the little shops in the desert where we can get some counterfeit Cubans at the time that I know that now. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. That, Like when you're overseas, like you see, you know, Cubans everywhere. But if you're not really in the business, you don't know if they're real or not. And and we're 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 in combat, so we're not thinking, is this a real right. one? Is this a fake one? We just right. enjoying just the brotherhood and yeah. What it know. doesn't matter. Right. Good or bad. We just enjoying the And you're the not episode. like over there inspecting it while you're right. trying to pick it up. Right. Let's just But have if it. you were, like if somebody were like on vacation and you and they were like, Hey, I don't really know if this is real, what would what advice would you give them to be like, look for this, look for that? You know, it's it's more like the burn, you know, the the seal. You know, it's like, hey, every Cohiba is not a Cuban. Every Monte Cristo is not a Cuban. Why are they getting Cubans here in the war zone? You know, that's the number one thing. Right? Look where we at. You know, like and for me, it's always been told, like, if it's not a Habanos shop. Right. That's like, that's it's, number it's almost one. like, a, I don't know what they're buying into, but they, they have to license themselves through Habanos, a distributor. Correct. In Correct. the area. So if it doesn't say Casa Habanos or Habanos on it, but that's still tricky, right? You can that still is, get duped. Because you can still get, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay, now what do I do next? Right. I go into the shop. What am I looking for? Am I looking at the band? Am I looking at the construction? And and the, the most common denominator is like check serial number. But what if the box isn't there? Then it, that's the problem. That's problem number one. So then where do you one. go next? I'm like, hey, just get something something you know right. don't look for the cuban just get something that you like you know they got something else what if you don't know what you like just grab and you it. really want a cuban that's a hard one that's a hard one i tell, i would tell people to look at the band true but you know they do such a good job they can do a really good job but you know, right away in like really the the hieroglyphics ones yeah the hieroglyphics it's like, is especially all, if it's on the beach yeah, yeah oh that one. don't even tell <laughs> me about that but if you walk into a store you can get duped quickly still. and like the clear top boxes, that's a big red flag. Like they don't have that at all. Sampler packs. They don't have they that. Don't right, exactly. That. You getting a five for what? No, yeah, man. Right. <laughs> and if the price is cheap, I only got these Cubans for $1 a piece. Probably not a Cuban. Right. It's not a Cuban. Because let's trash face bag. It. <laughs> <laughs> not the plastic so, one, but the paper one. Price, packaging, label. Right. Maybe the store name. And if you really want to know, cut it open. Because I guarantee you it's going to be short filler falling all out of that thing. True. Cut I've heard some pretty bad horror stories. Glass, hair. You, you'll find some uh, anything in there. Yes. You know. Have you ever cut one open and found something weird in it? Um, on the, the most thing I've found was short filler, long filler mix. You know, because I'm really like testing and like, why is it going out all the time? And so I'll cut it open like, oh, okay, I got it. You know, I'm, I don't want to say I'm particular about what I smoke. I smoke everything. I try not to smoke my stuff all the time. Um, sure. So I'm, I'm always 
seeing what, what's out there, just to not to gauge where I'm at, just to see what people are doing. And when that comes up, you're like, ooh, this one is really like, ooh, I'll cut it open. You might as well. I'm ingested it. Right. To see what it is. I'm like, why does it taste like this? And then I'll smell the tobacco like, oh, it hasn't been fermented. Or, oh, look at the wrapper color. Like, you know, stuff like that. And as for me, as a manufacturer, I know this kind of thing. And I try to tell people like, hey, cut it open. Right. Just, just it's to see. It's horrifying to do that, though. I've done it before. Yeah, but be, it's horrifying. Yeah, you'd be surprised. It's like if it doesn't roll out, it's supposed to roll right out in the leaves. I said, if it doesn't do that, bingo. Right. I said, don't be surprised who cigars are actually like that. I actually just cut open a cigar because a coworker had found some from somebody who had them improperly humidified. Mm -hmm. And he's like, there's some mold on the, on the foot. And I said, I wouldn't smoke it. He goes, why not? And I go, because it could have leached up. Correct. So I cut op cut it open. And right there, it just followed a vein about halfway yeah. through the cigar. He's like, oh my God, I didn't know it could do that. Yes, I'm that's like, where yeah. it's going. So you think you cut the, the mold off because you don't see it anymore on the end. But really, it went up a vein. It's that's like water. It's correct. going to the path of least resistance. Correct. And that's where all of the... Uh, most of the water's on the veins, right. so it's just going to feed off that vein Correct. system. That's that's where you know the, when it when it rains. And, oops, sorry. When it rains and it does everything, everything goes to the vein. You know that's the the heartbeat of the the leaf. You know, and mold um, heaven. Everything, everything. Mold heaven out. on that. Thing. Yes, everything. And you imagine if someone was actually doing the uh, pesticides or whatever, right? It's going to the vein. Yeah. That's where it's going, you know. That's where that's what's growing the actual, you know, tobacco. Yep. You know, so. Yeah, I def I don't mess around with mold, and I don't mess around with fake no. humans. Yeah. Don't smoke either one of them. Yeah, and I, and I tell people, <laughs> ask me all the time, I have mold. Can I smoke it? I like. Do you eat moldy bread? I like. Do you eat moldy cheese? <laughs> I just I gotta ask people sometimes. I'm like, is it that hard up? I like. I know it's. It hurts me inside a little bit to see a cigar go to waste. Right. Because somebody spent a lot of time to make it. But we're not God. We can't revive it. Correct. So we got to let it go. And usually when that happens, it's like, hey, it's something that you did. Because it's usually yeah. something that you did. It's not. Yeah, not properly taken care right. of. Right. It. It's too humidified. It's too, you know, it's something that you, it's you. <laughs> it's the end user. <laughs> it's, not, it's you. It's not me. Right. It's, it's you. you. It's not me. It's I said a bad it to breakup. you. Right. You know, <laughs> it's not me. It's you. <laughs> that's what happens every time. I got, I got beetles. Okay, no, that's you. You made them rehatch again. You know, <laughs> you did. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, I'll, I'll give you a break on beetles. Because don't you think the man? Do you like? Do manufacturers freeze their product? Well, I know we we do uh, fermentation, not fermentation, um, irrigation. We spray for them. Okay. Uh, twice, twice, sometimes once a month. Natural product. Mm -hmm. Close the factory down, spray everything everywhere. The The freeze process is, um, for us, it's if you want it. Like, I can say, hey, freeze these before you send it. Or leave them in the cold room. Not, a, not exactly freezing them, but leave them in like a air-conditioned room for like 65 degrees, you know, for a day or two and they're cold. But that's to, not cold enough to crack the eggs though. No, it's that's not. That's the whole point of the freezing right, process. Right, the freezing the process. freezing is kind of like. Yeah, and you don't need to do it like for two or three days. It's like no. four hours, you know, three, four hours. And it just gets to a point. Some, in my 
the ones that I have done, it kind of diminishes the flavor a little bit. Only I would know. Only I would know. So the freezing diminishes the flavor? Sometimes. You want to know why? I think it's because the freezer and the refrigerator suck a lot of moisture out of the air. But you could put your box of cigars or cigars in a Boveda humidor bag and, and the Boveda yeah. and throw it in there and it might prevent that. But you're right. If it cools down, it's yeah, going it, it, to it, leave some of those oils and sugars are going to leave. Because people don't really know how to properly freeze it and, and gradually bring it back. They're so like, you gotta, once you pull it out, you got to gradually bring it bring, back up to room Yeah, they're like, oh, I leave it out on the counter for two, three days. No, man. So what do you go? Freezer, freeze it, refrigerator? Then we take it to the, we freeze it, then we'll put it in the cold room to let it gradually, the temperature gradually rise up. And then we may stick it back into the aging room to where it's ready to go. So we get it to the right gotcha. temperature to where it's going. It's, it's like coming out of, in cold weather and you go throw some hot water on your hand. Yeah, it hurts. It shocks, it, the, it shocks it. You know, yeah. you're shocking a cigar, so you gradually bring it back, and then it, it, it's back together. You know, so it, a customer could do that too. If they had beetles, they could throw them in the freezer. Yep. Let them sit in there, even if they wanted to overnight. They could, yeah. Put them in the refrigerator, right. another 24 hours, right. and then slowly bring slowly them bring back, back up. Yep. Yeah, just isolate it and get it back to. But man, if you cut that cigar open and figured out how much tobacco that beetle ate, you might as well just throw it out. It's pooping out the other end. You might as well just throw it out. Yeah, throw it out. <laughs> just throw it out. You know, don't <laughs> cut it in the place. Just throw it out. Let it know? go. Yeah, it's, it's like, come on. <laughs> Why waste all that time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have just went to the store and got another one. That's what I think about other people. They're like, can you recharge these? I'm like, do you really want to? Do you really want to recharge it's, the boat? It's funny that you asked me that. It's funny that you say that, but... When I first started, somebody like, oh, you can recharge those. I'm like, yeah, all you need is this, this, this. Like, let me try it. Let's see what happens. So I put it in, it swells. I'm like, I don't want to use this again. No. <laughs> I don't want to use this again. Like, right. yeah, you can use it again. I'm like, I don't think it's supposed to be like this. So No, you're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yes, salt will attract more moisture again. It's a natural byproduct, but no. Right. It's not yeah, the way it the, doesn't seem it's right. It's not the way the manufacturer <laughs> intended it. It was supposed to be this big. <laughs> like a big it's about pimple. the size of a Yeah, it just blows VHS up again. Tape. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's it horrible. I'm like, okay. Oh, horrible. <laughs> so the military experience. Mm -hmm. You think that's what got you to be able to start a cigar brand, or do you think nah? To be honest with you? Yeah. When I was first asked to come back, I was like, you're fucking out of your mind. Come back where? To do cigars. Wait a minute. Take me back to the first time you did cigars. Well. Because the comeback, is that this? Well, the comeback, no. The comeback was, Chris, you were in tobacco before. Why don't you go to the cigar side? You oh, because so the, the, original, the story is, is that, yeah, you tell it, man. You yeah, know. I was about two years from retiring. My thing was to play golf, teach, because I was too handicapped. I love golf. It was like every day. Like, man, I'm playing golf when I retire. I'm going to just yeah. teach golf and play. And cigars was the last thing in my mind. You know, I smoke here and there. And it's like, hey, my uncle in DR is like, hey, why don't you do cigars, man? You're really doing good. You know, cigars and golf go good hand in hand. I'm like, man, you out of your damn mind. Because I already knew the business back then. Right was even crazier now. It's like, you know the business already. Just, you can do it. I think it'll work. 
Because yeah. I always wanted to do like shirt. I was into the military and the golf thing. I wanted to do a polo with military insignia on it and golf right. shirts and just something tied to my relaxation, my mistress of golf. Right, that right, was my right, whole right. thing. So it took me a couple of months to decide. I'm like, all right, you know, you know what? Because in the research, doing all of the shirts, it was very hard to get to a good company that I could start small right. and produce good polo shirts because right. everything is China. You know, it wasn't hardly any. It's only two companies in America that Pretty really did Pretty hard to come it. up yeah. with American like, military and correct. China made. They're like, oh, you got to go to Vietnam. I'm like, I'm not going to Vietnam. You know, I actually was in a class because the military actually preps you for uh, retirees to start small businesses. So I took the class. Really? Yeah, they have a class called a Boots to Business. Oh, sweet. Yeah, they, you know, kind of get you what you need to know, how to do a business plan, you know, loans, blah, blah, blah. You know, they went through the whole gamut. And I was actually in a class with someone who was doing apparel. So I talked about what I wanted to do. She's like, oh, you probably need to get with my contact in Vietnam. I'm like, I'm not going to damn Vietnam. To... So he's like, and after I did my research, they had all of the shirts that I wanted. Wicker shirts that are, you know, I don't really like the big cotton polo shirts that, sure. you know, really light wearing. Um, and he's like, yeah, that's what gets them all. I'm like, but it's really good. I'm like, eh. did some research. I'm like, no, then I have to get somebody. I got to buy machines. I started looking at the price tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Cha-ching, cha-ching, Yeah, cha-ching. it was like people, like, you know, outsourcing. I'm like, mm, I'm not going to do this myself in the garage. It's not going to happen. So then, you know, this opportunity comes up. And I'm like, oh, mm, slap on it. All right, let's see how it's going to work. You know, I was very still into golf heavily. Sure. And, and I'm like, all right, give me, give me, give me what you think. Give me good stuff. The first first batch was really like crap, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is crap. So I'm, you know, I'm don't, giving them don't out. Don't be bashful about telling. No, I'm just saying it was crap, straight yeah, crap. Yeah, good. Yeah. Like so, <laughs> and I'm passing it out. And I'm like, man, I said like, you can't fool golfers. Like a lot of these golfers really smoke. You know, some people just like to smoke, have it in their mouth while they play, but a lot of people smoke it yeah. for real. So I'm like, like okay, so all right, let me introduce you to the blender. So I met Francisco De La Cruz, really, really, he's a, a small factory, but really great blender. Like everybody knows who the guy is as soon as I, so, you know, we, we, we hit it off. He like understood that I had a tobacco background. So, you know, he got me back into blending again and, you know, just got my senses up again one, one more time. So we came up with a second blend and I just passed him out for like a year and the golf was like, Hey, yeah, you want something to smoke here? Try this. Here, try this. I'll let me know when you see me next week how you liked it. Then everybody like, wow, this is a good stick. You know, where'd you get it from? I'm like, oh, that's something I came up with. But I like, so it went on for months. I'm like, you know what? Those are golfers. Let me go to the shop. So I knew a couple of shop owners and I gave them the same thing. They're like, man, you should, you should sell these. I'm like, seriously? He's like, yeah, for real. I'm like, okay. So I went back and we, we, we tweaked the blend a little bit. I'm like, okay. You twist my arm. So like, what you gonna name it? <laughs> I'm like, what you name it after you? I'm like, who the hell is gonna buy a Chris Moore cigar? <laughs> you Smart know, <laughs> for branding, not to name it after yourself because yeah, like, you can't sell the company after right, that. Right. So I'm like, if you are using a scooter for registration, please return it by 4:45. Once again, if you are using a scooter for registration, please 
he's returning by 4.45. Sound like we in school. The principal just saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please come back to class. Announcement. Yeah. The weekly announcement, the daily announcement. But yeah, that's that's how that started. And uh, that process was very uh, tedious because in DR, you know, they make so many cigars. And a right. lot of cigars are done locally. Like for, I got a customer that comes in every day and he likes these 10 cigars or 20 or whatever. I sell them to the store and they... So their mind is is basically on the local community, you know, because it's a small factory, and that's how they make their money. Okay, so I, I didn't really, know that. Yeah, it's more like I'm the corner store, so sure. I got the corner store products. He really likes these chips that are not sold in the grocery store, so he has these other brands. I really like those, so that's his market. Right. So I had to get the way of the thought process, like, hey, if you want to take this to another level, because that's the only way I'm going to get with you. I don't want to just sell it to my friends on a corner. I'm going. We're going to move this along. So your whole, the whole process was to get to the American market. Yeah, just get it out, and we're going to go. We're going to go heavy with this, you know. And he's like, "Oh, okay." What's heavy like for him? Like, is it like moving a hundred boxes? I was looking at moving. In in the first year, like we got to move like five or six thousand units, you know, for the from the beginning. I think, but I knew. Moving them meant a lot of giveaways. Like, it wasn't going to be samples. I know it wasn't going to, somebody was going to come, hey, give me 10, 20, 15, but I knew the first year I was going to give out a ton. So you're paying the upfront cost for everyone to experience the brand. Right. You know, and that's, that's how business is. You got to- What do you think people want to experience out of a brand when, they're, when you're getting a, given a sample? What do they want the experience they to be? They want something that is just not, oh, I, I taste that before. Such and such- Tastes similar to such and such, you know. I'm boutique. You know, it's like having a suit made, you know. Right. I have this only suit. It was customized for me. You can't go to Macy's and get it somewhere else. You know, I have a different liner. Right. You know, that's that's the thought process I had. So you were going in, blending and going, I can't, I got to make sure this doesn't taste like something else. Correct. So when you said you like to try a bunch of other people's stuff, that's smart. That's what I was doing. I was like, hmm. Because that's what I hear. Like, well, I smoke this brand or this brand. So I was like, why? Because it does this, it does that. I'm like, oh, okay. So I would smoke it. I'm like, hmm, I think I can do something better than that or different than that. I couldn't right. say better. I don't say, you know, it's different. So exactly. we worked on that and finally we came up with something like, I don't want the typical Tamriel cigar. Like, What's a Tamriel cigar? Joe down the street little booth cigar you know you oh, go okay. to the beach and you're like here try this i'm like okay <laughs> yeah it's you, unbanded it's really really good though yeah yeah make no, it doesn't have my, a band on it i don't right. know if i want to smoke it right i make these two dollars mm -hmm. no <laughs> <laughs> you know that that thing so i'm like we're gonna take this to another level and the next level that actually happened for us was my first client was uh carolina panthers Fortunately, and we did a lot of private events, uh, Thomas Davis, Muggsy Bogues, some other stuff. Yeah, you've been coined the Carolina Panther cigar. Right. And that's the that colors was colors for one. The, the original one was their color, but it was, you know, the whole premise behind the Carolina Blue wasn't anything to do with any of that. Yeah, you, know? you, didn't, you, you didn't purposefully say that. Yeah, out I didn't to even think that. about that. It just kind of happened. Right. And, um, and it just so happens they enjoyed it. They did. 
And then it moved on to where Santa Clara got a hold of it or JR Cigars or Casa del Monte Cristo. And they called me like, hey, everybody's keep asking me about this Carolina Blue Cigar. Why are we not selling it here in the Carolinas? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I wasn't even looking at you right. as far as uh, 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 a actual product. Because I'm like, this is going to be a slow moving train. And then they got it. And I'm like, wow. So that gave me a wake up call. I'm like. Supply and demand just start to get a little tighter. I'm like. And then I would, you know, I was traveling and and to different areas and they would say, hey, this is a Carolina, this is that Panther cigar or this is that Tar Heel cigar. <laughs> You've already and, got it, a nickname for your cigar. Yeah, they was they like. Can't, you named it Carolina Blue so that'd be easy to say. Exactly. you can't say it. Right. I, I was like, hey, I want you to do it so you can remember it. Because, you know, we're here and a lot of right. the cigars are, you know, Hispanic names. put a Spanish name on it. I go, even right. Limitada, I'm like, Limitado. Right. Oh, Limitada. Right, right. <laughs> so that was that's the only Spanish thing on it. So when I'm back at the factory, like, oh, Carolina Blue, who's the daughter? Who's it named after? You know, Carolina. That's oh, how they say Carolina. They're like, is that named after your daughter? I'm like, no, it's Carolina. They're like, why? What is it? Then I tell them, so, oh, okay. The state, so not the right, girl. Right. So they got the, it's two different meanings in two different places. So we moved on. And then, you know, once Casa del Monte Cristo gave me a wake-up call, like uh, a serious wake-up call, like I can't sustain this at, at where I'm at. You so know? are we now in the second boom? It's the second boom. So the first boom was basically you're slinging the sticks out on the golf course and in, in the a weird way, right? The yeah. Kind of like this non-branded, haphazardly way. You kind of got to know a guy. Right. Hey, this was really good, right. but you got to know this right. guy. And you're like, no, no. What made you not? Well, like, were you making money off of that? It was. Really were you no. charging people? Um, I was just giving the shit away. <laughs> I was giving it away. I'm like, here. Because, but I say into, until we launched. Was it part of your plan, though, to try to see what people would say about it? That was. So it was you being patient. I was doing the marketing. I was doing my own marketing to see, like, okay. So I had so many people, like, oh, okay. I even went to New York, talked to some people, a really good friend of mine, uh, Raymond, at a shop. He was very honest with me. He's like, yeah, Chris, this is really good. Oh, okay. You were giving it to people who were in the industry to right. say, smoke this. Is it Let of me good know. caliber? Right. Let me know if you That's got anything. That's good advice. Yeah. I would say go and, and get people that I, I really didn't. I was giving to people that would not. Like your friends would always boost you up. Like, oh, that's a great idea. Give me a freaking off, uh, like an right. awful idea. They're like, yeah, you should do it. So listening to customers aren't always the best. No. Especially someone close to you. Right. You know, you need They're to get somebody. to tell you that it sucks. Correct. So they didn't know. I'm like, hey, somebody gave me this. Try it. Let me know what you think. You know, they didn't know that I was the owner because I didn't portray ah. myself as the owner. I was like, yeah, try this. Hey, I got some cigars. Try them out. Hey, try those. But as the business started growing, they were like, yeah, I'm getting back into the business. Then they were really, they knew how I was. So they would give me honest, honest feedback. And then I'm like, okay, enough of you guys. Let me go to the people who are going to, you know, put it on the shelf. And a lot of the, lot of the shop owners were like, yo, this is really good. You should really go for it. That's before the whole everybody on the street corner had a, a cigar. You know, I came right at the, the very end of of when getting cigars were, you know, before the turn of social media. Sure. You know, this is like 2017. 
Right. Time you frame. launched in 2016. Right. So. Yeah, it was right at that time when, uh, you know, social media really pushed cigars. So I was like right at the back end of, you know, before the new turnover. And, and it, it blossomed. We had good sticks. But the demand, you know, for such a small factory, we couldn't hold it. You know, and even your brand, who's going to, unless yeah. you're in Carolina and you go, correct. oh, it's the Panther cigar. Correct. And who's going to smoke it? Correct. And and I had uh, long conversations with bigger manufacturers like, uh, you made me look, look at your marketing. I'm like, okay. So I moved along and I just shut it down. I like totally shut the company down at the end of two, 2018. We just stopped production. Done. Were people calling you asking? It was like, for hey, orders? hey, yeah. It's like, what's going on? I'm like, what are you telling we're, them? We're relaunching. Please be patient. I'm relaunching. What are you What are you doing to try to relaunch? We came up with a whole new. That oh, during that time, I started to look for another factory. So I was in Nicaragua, in Dominican Republic. Why? Just because that factory couldn't keep up. Couldn't with Couldn't keep what up demand? with demand. It could not keep up with the orders, um, and it was not. A, it was not a a knock on them. It was just they weren't ready for something that large. Yeah. Well, you yeah. just went to the Seven Eleven on the on the corner and you just asked them to distribute right to United States. Right. And it and it came and it became so. I was hoping that we would grow and expand together, but the growth factor came so quick that it was like, hey, I couldn't get orders or we couldn't find tobacco. You, you know, find that, tobacco as far as sort you know getting the tobacco that I wanted because so this guy's not growing it. No, He's we're sourcing it. it. We're sourcing it, right. And if you don't source a lot. the great stick that we had before and I go back and want another order in six months, it's a totally different taste. You're out of that inventory. So that was happening. Like, hey, what happened? It doesn't taste the same. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I know. You knew it? I know. It doesn't taste right. Because I would get it and I would smoke it. I'm like, hey. This doesn't taste right. What do you do then? Because you're stuck with you paid I, I, for it, right? I'm, I'm stuck with it, but the thing about it, it still had the it still had the complexity, but it was like a little. I'm very particular. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm clearly I'm, your customers. Yeah, I'm very particular. Some of them didn't realize it, right? But some of them did. Some of them did. It's like oh, it's it's it's. it's We've taste all the been same. down that road. If we right. smoke cigars before, every right. once in a while, you're like you're gonna know, like, hey, this is not the same one, right? And if Again, if you're not doing the work, all your stuff can be different every single time. Right. So I'm like, I can't do this again. But what kind of work does it take to make sure it's consistent? You got to be in the factory. You got to be boots on ground. You got to be patient. You got to be patient. You got to keep going to the factory. You got to keep, keep going to the factory, flying in like, hey, what you got going on? Let's see what's going on with these. You got to be there before they ship it. You got to be there when they're rolling it. You're like, all right, hey, this is not right. You know, that's what happened here. Do you have a guy now that's keeping track at the oh, factory? Oh, the factory is, the El Fuente that we have now is, I tell them all the time, I wish I would have found you guys six years ago. So they're really there to make sure the quality control is consistent to the way you set it out. And, and the way we do it, they grow all the tobacco. We, okay. we, we hardly source a lot of tobacco. They grow everything they have for the most part. And we have a, another great grower that's in there that's, you know, that's, and they're, they're affiliated deeply with, uh, and I'll put it out here, I don't care. They're d deeply affiliated with Davidoff. A lot of them came from Davidoff. Okay. You know, they have uh, family roots with Davidoff as far as the workers. 
you know, split off and they made their own factory. So, and after I, you know, figured that out and say, hey, let's blend some of mine. And they're like, oh, okay. It's like, oh, you don't really want to blend what you had before. Let's, let's enhance what you had before. So I'm like, okay, let me see what you can do. So bow, I'm like, holy shit. Challenge. And they just blew it out the water. You know, really? I, I went to some other big guys that just could not give me what I was looking for. I'm like, no knock on the big guys. This this is like a, a a major. It's like Calvin Klein. They this is what we make. We doing miniature shirts. I want a special shirt with this on the pocket. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Like, no, go down to Jane or down the street. Right. These guys was like, hey, we're gonna grow with you. We're at the same point where you are. I see what you bring to the table. You got a huge account with you already. Bring it to the table. Let's grow together. It was like it was it was like we were a family from day one when I walked in there. You know, when I walk in the factory, I don't really talk about what cigars you got for me today. I'm like, hey, how's your family doing? Hey, come on, let's go to lunch. Hey, you know, everybody like True hey. relationship. That's what I was building from the beginning. You know, and they understood that he's all about relationship. And uh, and that's why they take care of me now. So do you attribute that relationship to your success? I, 100%. 100%. That's why they're here with me now. They're like, they, they're, they actually asked me, you know, and, and that's why I have them on the table with me, their cigars. And they asked me like, hey, Chris, do you mind if we jump, we go with you? I'm like, hell yeah, come with me. Y'all been behind me the whole time. Why would I not say no? Right. And like, let's do this together. And we have a stable of other, you know, brands in the, in the factory. And they asked me to do it, you know, from day one. Because I'm not in there just for make my cigars. What's your welfare like? Everybody good for COVID? You need anything? You good? You know, we don't talk about cigars when I'm in there. We just like, hey, let's go out. Have You know, it's not. They already know I'm coming here for business. And they right. know like, hey, let's get this stuff right. You know, but first of all, I got to make sure you're right. When you yeah. were trying to find him, did you were you intimidated in like trying to find that partner? Like I don't even know what it would feel like to walk into a cigar maker's factory and feel like, hey, I'm looking for somebody to work with. It was it was a I, I guess because of the process that I was doing it through, I was I was probably into the eighth month process of going to factory, trying all kinds of cigars and and you know, the good thing about I guess people I, I'm sociable and they like, Oh, he's good, you know, and I'm like you in your mind, like, you just don't make the cut. <laughs> you know, I don't want to say, <laughs> you know, like, how can this little guy say you don't make the cut? It's not, it's not a cut. It's like my vision. It's like the profile of Carolina Blue. This is what I want. What I don't is want your, your vision. Explain yeah. your vision. Well, it's, I want to give everybody an experience. You know, like we're sitting here. It's like, I don't want to taste like a LFD. You know, I don't want the, the one trick pony. You know, I want to give you something that, a lot of people don't, it's not giving you. I want to give you value as a, as a customer. I want you to enjoy the experience of what you're smoking. I want you to taste what the country is giving you. you I'd have that? to say there's a, a little bit of sweetness here. and it's starting to come. It's starting and to change. as I got into the larger ring gauge of the yes. cigar, it has changed. It's going to change again. Gonna change Dude, again. I love that. It's going to change again. That's my favorite thing about a cigar is like when it can make changes. Yeah, it's going to change again. I was like, I, anybody, I mean. How do you I mean, do that? I'm like, why not? But how do you do it? it it's, it's just <laughs> a lot of work, a lot of patience. <laughs> 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 and it's a lot of creativity. 
you know, I, I went to them like, hey, I really need us to do this. And they would come back and like, oh, I'm like, no, flip this there, put this over here. Sometimes they would come to me and say, hey, try this one. We just came up with something. And I was like, if you do this and move this here, change the wrapper, and it tastes totally different. And this is from, uh, because of, if you do something so much for so long, you know, your mind is like, oh, this is my routine. But if I take you a little outside of your box a little bit and open your mind up a little bit, like, wow, I didn't realize. But how do you stay fresh then? Because I'm always absorbing. I'm always watching. I'm always, like, learning something. I'm all, and, like, smoking. And I'm always looking to advance for, I'm, I'm always thinking for, eventually they're going to get tired of the limitado. They're going to get tired of that. So I'm always looking like, hey, let's try to make something for next year or two years later. Let's try to get some tobacco and prepare for two years later. Let's just always be forward looking. looking. for the future. Yeah, let's just, don't worry. I know it's going to happen today, but why should I go crazy about right now when longevity is going to be in the game? Yeah, you you know? don't want to rest on your loins. You, yeah, you want everyone to enjoy this, but what's right. next? What's next? What you got next? All right, we tired of those. I okay. can get on board with that. That's me. Okay, we did this. Now let's go into the next. Correct. And, and that's just how everything that I do is like, hey, let's, let's move this to the next level. Like, hey, that's a good cigar. I'm like, now, it's too many like that. Where'd you get the honesty factor? Did you just figure it's better not to BS and just say what you want? I Has that always been a part of your I'm, I'm, character? I'm very raw. <laughs> <laughs> very and I love raw. Steve Saka because I watched Steve Saka's interview the other day. I'm like, I'm in love with him. <laughs> yeah. Because he's he so raw. Like it is. Yeah. And, it's, and I'm like, wow, I want to say that so bad, but I, I don't have that years of you know being in the game and and the level of expertise that he has but i'm like do you need that to be raw no but in this game i shouldn't call it this business it's not a game um i think honesty and being very upfront about what's good and what's not because when i smoke a cigar my cigars i smoke it as a customer i don't smoke it as it's mine so i go in a corner I light up like I just bought it off the shelf. If you ever come to the factory, you'll see, like, where's Chris? He's over there smoking. And I'll sit over there in the corner, some coffee. I'll smoke it. They come in, like, oh, I don't know. And I was, you like it? I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's real. I, but I think, because I'm looking like who's going to buy it. The Dominican market is not worried about buying. They can buy a thousand cigars right where they are. Right. I'm looking for my customers in Texas, New York, North Carolina, wherever. Like, will these customers buy this cigar? Is there another one on the shelf that's like the cigar? Because I've smoked 80% of them already. So I'm already looking for like, okay, if we do this right here, it'll really happen. So I, I like, all right. I even tell the brand, I don't, I don't like it. Because he's like, and he even said, I trust what Chris says. When you Let's say you don't like way. it, they trust you. They trust what I say. It's a good relationship. Yeah, they trust what I say. Because I'm not looking for it to like ah, oh, you're not good i'm like because when i grow we're all gonna grow and if i'm not honest about what you're giving me to, to present you're gonna have a whole bunch of boxes sitting on the shelf that's not gonna sell what we're in business for to make money right how hard is it to try to get your box on the shelf though you looking to try to just get one box on the shelf or do you want multiple because you offer even in the sampler pack 
What yeah. do we got? Four got five, different, five different skews. Five different five blends. different blends. Yeah. You're asking me as a retailer to put five different blends on the shelf of something that nobody knows the name of? Mm -mm. I'm not. What are you asking me? If I say, hey, Rob, you got a shop, what do they like? They like this type of cigar. I'm like, okay, Rob. I'm not going to force you to buy five SKUs. Buy what your customers like. And throw one out, throw one in there that maybe you can get them onto. See how they like it. And we'll ride from there. I'm not trying to force your hand to buy all 10 of my SKUs. But it's interesting. So you just said, what do my customers like? And I know. I can tell you the brands. But you... You also say that you don't have a brand. You want your cigars to stick out than other brands, but you're still matching them. So what are you matching them on? Like flavor profile, strength? What are you, what are you looking for when you're trying to match another brand, even though yours is unique to well, other brands? As we all know, majority of the customers, they like flavor, but they also look at cost. Okay. They look at costs for the most part. So you're part. putting in your your when they spit out some names, you're what are you doing? You're going. I'm oh. like okay, so I know X brand tastes like this. So I say okay, and I've done it. It's, it's countless times. Like my Nicaraguan uh, Corona, I won't say the name of the company, but it's, there's a cigar company that has one similar to mine. People love it. I'm like okay, try this one. Cost is cheaper. And you have more flavor from front to back. I said, yes, because I'm boutique. I'm not going to give you a halfway cigar. I have enough to where I can change and make it all the way to the back. I want you, Rob, to enjoy that cigar as soon as you light it up. And I want you to smoke it so far that you can almost burn your fingers. But what are you saying? Those other companies that are bigger have to, they have to put some tobacco in there that might subdue the changes and the uniqueness of the blend because they have so much tobacco to deal with and you're no, on a different level that you can... No, it's, it's more of the volume that they make. Okay. The volume of cigars. If you, make, if you make so many cigars, if you make millions of cigars every day, just, you know, it's no way that I can QC them all to make sure the not saying the tobacco is bad, but from, for them to do from the front to the back. So what a lot of, I mean, you smoke too. A lot of cigars are front loaded. So after you get to a certain point, your mind is already telling me like, wow, this was really, really a strong cigar, flavorful. But after you get to a certain point, sometimes those cigars tend to go at a lower profile. Nothing wrong with that from the factory, but if you really sit there and think about it, you're like, wow. That's an interesting point. It tapered off. Okay, so now you're saying I got halfway to the halfway point. You're good. And the flavor is it's like, isn't uh, the same and it might have tapered down or changed slightly to the point where do you really want to keep smoking this correct. all the way down to the nub? Correct. No, you might smoke into the, to the last to the third, third a little like, bit oh, and then be done. So what you're trying to say is you provide the value in I'm going to keep I'm going to keep that keep intensity or those changes go, coming so that you smoke it all the way down to the nub. All the way to the nub. All right, now and that now then, now I understand. Now you're and your and your palate is still so nice and you know going like wow, I want to try another one. 
Is that a measurement of success? It is. They're like, okay. And I'm not asking you to buy 10 of mine. I want you, even if you don't smoke another one of mine, you can go now smoke your own. And now in your mind, it's like, wow, I smoke, whoa. Because your, your palate, your, your taste buds is like, wow, that wasn't what I just had. And then you may come out, you know what, on the way out, hey, let me get one of those Carolina Blues. I'm going to take it to go. And I did my job. And that's how I get you. <laughs> 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 and that's what I'm supposed to do as a boutique, you know, like the suit. You may have two custom-made suits, but you have a bunch of others that you like. But you're like, you know what, I really like that boutique. I'm going to wear that one today. Yeah, I tend to be that way. Yep. I like the stuff that really fits. Yep. And I'll spend extra for it. Exactly. But then again, there's not a lot on the rack that actually fits me. I'm a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> you said this was a 30-30 as it hangs right, six exactly. inches out from my right, waist. Right, right. And, and, and that's, that's and, I, and I just stick to it. I'm like, this is what we do. I'm like, you know, people ask me like, what do you offer me? I'm like, I'm offering you a good cigar. Not a, I'm not saying I got the best cigar. I'm offering you an experience. I want you to taste what we have to offer. You're a cigar smoker. It's great. You know, that's what I'm giving you. That hits all the things of like, you know, you, you say you've always wanted the cigar to have good transitions. You want it small is better is kind of like your idea of like, I can do, I can be a little bit more nimble. Yes. I'm the speedboat, not the ship. Correct. You have that analogy running through everything. I want to go back to golf because I need some pointers. I just <laughs> went out last weekend and shot horribly, but... Hey, Shout playing. out to my family. I made a little bit of money back on some bingo, bango, bongos. You know, golf, I tell people all the time, if you want to be good in golf, practice from the finish back. From the finish? Practice from the whole I back. finish like this. <laughs> Is that it? No, not that Oh, way. okay. okay. <laughs> finish from the hole, practice from the hole when you put, all the way back to the tee box. So you would say go drop? Go putt, putt. Put to your heart's desire. Chip, chip, chip. chip. Uh, your, your approach shot. Don't worry about the driver. The driving gets everyone te like messed up because they uh, slice it. And how many times it. do you do the driver? About six times around, maybe. Right. But you pound it out on the golf on the driving range about for forty-five minutes. Yeah, no. How many times you put in around? Right. How many times are you chipping I'm a, around? I'm a three to seven to eight putter. Even if you were good, you might do 32 times. Sure. Two putt every hole, right? If that, you know, if you par, if you, I mean, just saying, yeah, if, yeah, if, you, yeah. if, you, if you par. That's not my case. But I'm sure. saying, I'm just, <laughs> you know, your you average. Maybe double or triple or well, maybe right, quadruple But you, put, you putt more than you actually drive. Yeah, exactly. Or you chip more than you actually drive. Right. You, your, your approach shot is more than your drive. Your approach shot is at least 18 times. So when you go to the driving range, do you immediately just grab the chippers and the putters? That's and all I do is putt, chip, putt, chip. Because if I hit it out of bounds, or hit, not out of bounds, but in a bad spot, I can chip it out or get to back where to I, where you need to be. And I'm, on the, and I'm still on the regulation. All right. So if I'm in the woods right. or wherever, and I can either try to go for it to get yardage or I can get out to safety so I can get back onto the fairway, what's my best option odds-wise? Hit it out in, into somewhere clear. Say if you hit it into the woods, you're about 170 yards out. Why would I try to go through the trees 
and pray that it gets due in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I see a clear shot at 180, I grab a six iron and I'm east, either on the green or outside the green where I can chip on. Maybe I get even, maybe I get it for, you know, par. The worst could be a bogey. Yeah. And even if you have to take that lateral shot out, right. that you, doesn't even get you a ton of yardage. Correct. But gets you into the clear. Clear. It's better, right? The golf is about course management. Even if you take a five iron and you hit like you have 500 yards out, you can hit a five iron about 200 yards for the average golfer. Multiply that by three shots. How long is that? 600 yards. The hole is 500 yards. You could get there. Guess what you're on? You're on the, for birdie. Right. It's just simple. Simple. Like, you don't have to pound the driver. You don't score. Nobody's going to drive the hole in one in one shot. If so, go to the PGA Tour if you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we watched it. The guy's pounding the ball 400 yards, but he's, he don't eagle every hole. True. It's all about course management. Staying where you can get a clear shot to the next one. It's about clear shots. This is like cigar business. Clear shot. Be patient. You don't have to be in the front. Just keep chipping away. Next thing you know, like, I got the same score. It don't say, oh, on the scorecard, it say, oh, I hit a 200-yard drive. Doesn't yeah. say anything on that on the scorecard. It just says four, three, five. I know I write mine down. <laughs> 325 yards. <laughs> and, and I got and, a snowman. Exactly. <laughs> right. It's no extra thing. Like, how far did you drive? It doesn't say that on the scorecard. <laughs> doesn't say it at all. I'm like, tell people, like, what are you talking about? I actually played around like, oh, I'm going to try to drive. I'm like, go ahead. So he drives it all the way down. It was like, he had a pound at about 300 yards. I'm like, okay. So I'm hitting a three wood. I hit it about 220 yards. And the next shot, he skulls the shit over the top. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm on the green for birdie. And he's on the green for par. I'm like, wow, you hit shit 300 yards and I got right. a better shot than you. I'm like, why you do that, man? Right. <laughs> like, management. Why, why are you pounding it down the range? Why are you killing yourself? Make Love it simple. It. Patience. <laughs> Patience. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter how far you throw it out there. It's, it's so, uh, it's such a good analogy to life. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting Patience. in the rough and you're going, man, really just want to get further down the course. Mm -hmm. But everything's in your way. Do Patiently I take the easy shot out or do I try to keep pounding forward? Your ego. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can Challenge do it. Challenge accepted. Yes. I don't practice at all, but I can do it. <laughs> I don't play but once every other month, but I think I can take it out of the rough and knock it down 150 yards. <laughs> yeah, bloop, right back in the rough again. <laughs> Bounces out the tree branch yeah, and you're back yeah, in. Yeah, here, take these grass seeds over there and put the grass seeds <laughs> back in. You know, you plowed up the fucking place. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy. Uh, People so say that all the time. golf has taught you how to live your life and uh, manage your business. Golf, I think, has helped me be patient. It's like, you know, because I used to play in tournaments and my ego got to me in the beginning. And then when I really learned that, you know, it's the short victories. It's the short victories that made me successful to get my score down. I'm like, wow. And I just started using that whole patient thing, you know. And I was like, oh. Like, and sometimes I would play a whole round without pulling the driver out. 
They're like, how the hell did you do that? I'm like, I'm not trying to outdrive you. I'm patiently trying to win these holes. You wouldn't pull the driver out? Would not pull it out. What are you teeing up with on the tee Three wood or iron. All I need to do is get it down to a certain amount. I would pick out spots. A 300-yard, 300, say 300-yard, 300 you know, your average par four is about 380 to 420. My number is 150. That's my number. If I get it to 150, I'm taking about an eight iron out and I'm on the green. 200 minus. You can hit your eight iron 150 yards? Yeah. All right. Easy. Easy. Even if it's on the, even it's you, on the front of the green, I'm on the green. How do you get the power? Because I've noticed like the more, like my wind up, if it gets a little more torque into it, but then I have to control. So how do you get the power out of a hit? It's is not. It even, the, it's not even in the turn. It's not in the turn. It's in the lag. In the in the what? In the lag. So in the in the come through. It, it's it, it, when the club is is usually parallel. Usually your arms will be come down, but the club is still lagging down. So yeah. that little space, this little bit of area right here, gives you the power that's coming through. It ain't back here. There's no way you can hold the power from the top of the swing. The same so no amount of swing. No matter how much I wind up, it does not. It's, it's this little area. In the area. form of coming down and that small right. whipping moment right. where you drive through. Correct. Because I can do the same thing and come through at 50%. And, and you're like, wow, you're going through that slope because that's how far I want to hit it. Yes, this helps you get the distance wise as far as the power, the percentage of power. Right. So they like, hit it at 50%, 70%. Sure. So that's your swing, but it's the lag of the power, the effort that you're putting into it. The store of energy. The, the, yeah, causes the distance. That's just like baseball. When you when you don't keep your hands inside, Correct. when you're swinging, Similar. Bat, a lot of people throw their hands out. That loses all oh, of your power. Correct. That it's, it's the same swing. That's why baseball players can hit it a mile. Hockey players can also do it that way too. Huh. Because it's all about the lag. It's that last slap shot that they're hitting it it's in. It's all about the form of that swing. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you don't have to, you know, it's now everybody's so athletic. You don't have to hit it like Tiger or Rory or have that perfect swing. It's just that little slot area. If you can just get your club face flat or straight, really, you're not getting it straight. You're really hitting it on out because you want the ball to counterspin and it comes back in. I could never do that. I could never get a ball to fly like some people will put a hook on it because right. that's the way the course goes or they might put a slice on it because right. that's the way the course goes i could never do that it's about hitting it out or hitting it in yeah and ball placement that's that's okay it's ball placement because if you want to hit it that way you'll put it in a certain stance and it just do that all the time because of the way your swing is coming through and the club face the way it's turning so if the club face is in the ball is going to go out if the club face is turned out it's going to come back in that's why people slice all the time because the club face, by the time it hits it, the club face is already turned in. So when the ball is hit, it's faced in, it makes the ball spin outward. Oh, wow. So you want the ball to do a counterspin to where it flies this way or to the right, but it comes back in to the left. And it goes further that way. So you got a fade or a draw. And that's why you can play either side of the course that way. It's a whole bunch of little stuff, but it's very I simple. It. You know, it's very simple because ego. Gotta get, get an down that course. I want to slap this thing a fucking mile. Gotta get down those yardage. 
man, take that six iron out and hit that shit over there. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, hit it. Hit, hit six irons, as far as you can hit it. Like, wow, that's all you need. Yeah, now hit the nine iron or the eight iron. You're on the green, right? But our ego, we got to take the biggest thing to knock the shit out of it. And you're not even hitting as, as far as you hit the six iron. Sure. Nobody's knocking, walking off. Nobody here can really come up and hit a 280-yard drive on a regular day if you don't practice every single day. Sure. And that was me. Golf was every day for me. 4.30 on a golf course. Lunchtime, I'm putting. Weekends, in the, on the morning, I'm training. You know, in the mornings, cigars is the same way. I'm always talking to the factory. What's next? Let me check this blend out. Let's check this leaf out. Let's see what's going on. It's this constant, you know, constant, like, why are you not in more shops? Every shop doesn't need me. You know, I use that kind really? of, uh, I say it all the time. Uh, this weekend, oh, I got 17, 18 stores. I'm like, okay, how are you going to sell Carolina Blue? Who's in your shop? Oh, the big guys. You know, everybody knows who the big guys are. Okay, so Carolina Blue is in the shop. How are you going to sell me? If Jim walks in, he wants a, co a Cohiba, how are you going to convert him to a Carolina Blue? Your mainstream store, you don't want me. I'm not your customer. I'm not. I'm just going to sit on the shelf and I'm going to be on your $5 rack in about a month. Because yeah. everybody comes in, they know what they want and they walk out. Boutique shop, differently. Because boutiques have new stuff that people don't have. And all of us are doing something different. Do you think millennials like to chase boutique brands? I think it's different because it's getting away from the grandfatherish stuff that's been around. Oh, my dad. Yeah, he's just my dad. Let me try something different. You know, breweries are everywhere. You know, everybody's not drinking. Do you cores. think though it's ingrained into the generations' fabric of how they actually were raised? Going against the grain, you know, we were we were kids. We did the same thing. You know, in a, in a sense, you know, we came up in a different era as far as communication was kind of moving in a different direction. And our parents would say, you need to get off of that Internet thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they didn't realize that eventually the Internet is going to run your house. You know, mm -hmm. you know Siri is going to tell you everywhere to go. You know, we're not going to need a typewriter anymore. Right. You know, we're not going to need that. So. Now the kids now are so advanced, you know, they're like, hey, let me do something different. You know, we try it different. It tastes different. More healthy, you know, more interested, you know, more daring. The I don't care sure. syndrome. They don't care. It's so like, you know, all right, let me try it. It's not a brand following. It's more right. of a, hey, let me have an experience right. that's a little right. bit different. Right. And I can't say colleges, you know, kids don't want to go to college. But now with the, uh, the social media game now is people like hey entrepreneurial thing it's like i can make just as much money as my father did he worked 15 years or 20 years right i can make it in five and i don't have to work for anybody it's an interesting point that whole like legacy of working for a company for 25 years yeah. and getting a good pension or good yeah. benefits it's out having them take even the companies don't want that anymore right they want to hire new people with new right. ideas new things take right. it to the next level correct and, and that's it's a whole different mentality. Yeah, and, and it's fun. I mean, it's fun to see. Um, like, I, got, I have my son here with me, uh, and, and he's uh, he has that thought. But part of cigars is still, 
it's still the tradition of cigars. You still have to. This is one of the few businesses that you still have to practice that tradition to get that product. We can't cut a corner. We can't rush it. In quality? In quality. Sure. We can't, we can't go I'll out and, 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 and grow something in three weeks and put it on the market. Yeah, still this is to, in 1999. No. We still the have cigar to. Cigar boom is not right. anybody and everybody just trying to go and get some cigars made for them. And right. This is what the factory has to offer. Take right. it or leave it. We have to take out time. It still takes three years to bring out a perfect leaf off the shelf. Still have to ferment it at the same amount of time as Cohiba. Who else? I still right. have to do the same thing. I'm a boutique guy, but that doesn't mean I can do it faster. That means I just do it differently. Good point. Yes, boutique doesn't mean speed. Right. And a lot of people get caught up in that. Why you don't have it? Because it takes the same amount of time as Jose Blanco does. It takes the main Kawas. Takes the same amount of time. I just don't have as much tobacco, but it still takes the same amount of time. Yeah. I can give you something right off the shelf, but you're not gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a Lajero bomb. We can find plenty of that, but you're not gonna like it. I still think our uh, discussion on the not the longest ash, but. How long you can smoke the Lajero bomb? You know, how far into it? We're going to go get into the second, third, first, third, second, third, third, third? No. It's no way possible. You don't think they would? Mm, palate no would possible. just... You would just... Either one would be sick to your stomach or your palate would be just like, would you please stop? <laughs> well, you don't think there's enough stubborn people out there just to smoke it to get they it? They would because they get that sensation like, oh, I'm really feeling it. No, fool. You are actually killing your palate. Yeah. And you cannot smoke no more after this. Right. You're done for the day. Maybe the week. They don't realize their palate's getting burned. I stopped smoking pipe because of that. Yeah, getting burnt. Well, yeah, pipe pipe smokers do catch that 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 sensation in their mouth. I've heard about that. I, I haven't really smoked a pipe, but I've heard about that. Yeah, and it's like it's like eating hot pizza, right? Just Spicy burns it food. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just burns it out. You can't. It's even like now. I tell people when you smoke my cigar, like, what did you just? What did you? What did you smoke today? I smoke like don't smoke my cigar today. <laughs> don't wait a day or two. You tell them not to smoke. I it. do. I go to events and like, hey, what'd you smoke? Oh, I just smoked. You know, some double heroes. I'm like, look, please do not smoke my cigar today. That because you could be like, I didn't taste anything. I'm like, because your palate is burnt up and you just wasted your money. How but do you manage your palate? I don't smoke a lot. I'll smoke uh, one a day, maybe one every other day. Sometime I won't smoke for a week or so. Like up to the show... I didn't, I, I'd make maybe two cigars in the last two weeks. Cause I know I was going to smoke all day. Even to be honest with you, I've only smoked about five cigars over the last two days. One, because I've been talking all day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I know yeah. like now I'm talking and my cigar goes out, you know, after, after two minutes, they're going to go out anyway. Right. You know? So, and then I'm just like, you know what? There's no need to, to impress anybody that I'm smoking. They want to know what it's, what it's about. We're not right. talking about the first third, second third. You know, you just want to know about the cigar. So I'll just, you know, have a smoke with the guys in the morning and I'll probably smoke one or two later tonight. And that's it. You know, the most I'll smoke is, is factory. I'll smoke maybe 15 a day. 
you know, I do about 15 cigars. Do you cigars. smoke the whole cigar or are you smoking parts of it? I smoke the whole cigar, about 15 cigars. I'll get to the factory like about 7 o'clock in the morning, and I won't leave until like 8 o'clock, and I'm smoking every hour. Every hour. Some are shorter, some are longer. Yeah. I average wow. about, yeah, about 12 cigars a day. And that's why I know what we have, it doesn't burn the palate out. Really? And you blend specifically for that reason? Blend for that reason. It's called palate fatigue, right? We don't, we, that we don't, anything we make will not burn your palate out. Because I want you to go smoke something else. I want you to go smoke something else of mine. That's what I want you to do. And if I burn your palate out, either one, you're like, oh, I'm going to smoke this once a week. Yeah. To be honest, now that you say that, I'm like, word, I'm already down to the band and I could keep going and I'm not feeling any palate fatigue at all. But you should be tasting a lot of flavor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we want. We want you to enjoy what the island has to give you. I want you to enjoy that experience. I appreciate that. That's what I want you to do. I get full body smokers like, hey, I want a full body. I'm like, okay. So I ask them, I, I piss people off when I do this. What are you tasting when they get that full body? What are you tasting? Like, tell me what you're tasting. It's strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you tasting though? Like, give me a note. Strong. <laughs> like, I don't have anything for you, man. You're not my customer. Where do you think other people that are blending and they don't have these, they're not keeping their eye on that flavor through the whole cigar? What do you think is, why Why not? I, I, I mean, it's, a lot of people, some, I, you know, I don't know like the percentage of who or what, but I think some people just like to smoke just to smoke. No, like, I meant the blenders. Oh, the blenders? Yeah, the, the cigar makers and blenders. Oh, why the blenders. Why focus on that? Um, it that just, seems it, so rudimentary of like, yeah, I want people to enjoy it and I don't want to burn their palate out. Well, you got some that are blending for volume. Okay. They know the consistency is there. They know the blend. They keep it. They keep it going. They'll smoke it like, okay, that's what we got. Some blenders like mine will smoke the whole thing down. They're like, okay, yes. They're like mine or give it to me like Chris. Hey, tell me what you think. Because they get honesty. I tell my people all the time, don't give, don't give this cigar to someone that you know that comes in every Saturday because every Saturday we may open up the, the uh, factory up for a couple of hours. People come in and smoke. All the staff are going home. We're in there just cleaning up and they'll come in and smoke something. I'm like, don't give those guys something new because they're not going to be honest. It's free. Who gives you an honest opinion for a free product? Who appreciates a free product? All the cigars that are free taste better, in my opinion. Taste better. But for, I mean, you're, a different, you're in a different business. You're more in the industry. If I give a bunch of guys, well, we'll use here, for instance. I told, I told the factory, like, look, nobody will ever get one of these Limitados for free. Like, I will never hand out one of them unless they've bought a good amount of cigars. So let's make one. Sample. That's what we're supposed to give out. Sample. 44 by 4. It costs me very little to make. If you want a sample of what we do, that's it. So, because you're going to go around here and you're going to grab all you can grab. Or you may not smoke it. 
but you might just give it to them. Hey, I got this at TP. You know, they don't know who I am. Hey, try this Carolina Blue. I don't know who he is. So you just lost out to what somebody. So if I give you the Limitado or I give you the Habano and you don't know me, like, here, take it. Yeah. It's free. You just toss it. But if you just spit a nice penny on what you just bought, even if the cigar is crap, you're going to treasure that cigar. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to smoke it all. I have a you're bunch looking of for that investment. Yeah. You invested in a company. You're at least going to smoke it sure. and you're going to critique it. But if I gave it to you, oh, I got it for free. Oh, I didn't like it. It's gone. But if I pay for it, you're like, you know what? I'm going to keep, I'm going to see. Let me see. Even if you get down to the second, third, you're like, okay, okay, is what I thought. Eh. Sure. You put more time into it. So I'm like, you know, I, I take that, you know, I tell them one time, hey, people don't, you know, that I know that's the business that we're in. I said, but we don't have to give them the full, we can give them a taste of what we have to offer, our derbs. We're going to give derbs. you our derbs I love it. while you're here. And I told him, I said, I wish I could chop the cigar up in pieces and put a toothpick in there. You want a sample? Here's a toothpick. <laughs> you get your little two little, there's your sample. What'd you think? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> That's your sample right the there. The whole new way of marketing. Yeah, like, yeah, toothpicks, yeah, sample. What are these? Oscar Mayer, like, yeah, uh, pigs in a blanket sample. over here? No, those are cigar samples. Yeah, that's what you want. It's a sample, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got that. Okay. But I said, the, our version of that, something very small. All right. That's what we do. And, it's, and it saves me a lot of money. <laughs> Good. It saves me a lot of money. So, yeah, that's, 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 that's where we're going. And they, I like they, the investment part of it. I think people do, obviously, yeah, they're going to cherish something that they invested in. So, yes. they're going to sit through it longer. But even this, I mean, even though you gave this to me for free, oh, yeah. I'm cherishing this. But we invested in each other. You well, invested in me as Carolina Blue. I invested in you as, as, as you know, my... my Pack for my humidor and my and my and my boxes. So we invested in each other. We have right. a mutual thing going on. Right. But Joe walking up to me, I heard about you. Okay. Right. And <laughs> you know. So do you give your cigars out to uh, influencers out in the? No, they got to buy them. Smart. The only way I'll do an influence if you you got to commit to me. I and I and I have some people that you know I have brand ambassadors. And I don't mind them, you know, smoking. I don't say like, only post Carolina Blue. No, I know there's other cigars. I can't even say that. I will never post anyone. And I have friends in the business. Please don't take it personal. I won't put their cigars on my website or on my Instagram. This is Carolina Blue. Yeah, you got a brand to uphold. I love you cigars. Smoke huh? But you smoke them. I smoke them. And you enjoy them. I enjoy them. And I tell them like, yo, man, I love that cigar. I'll send you a picture, but it's not going to go on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, people send me shirts. I'm never gonna wear it. I might wear it cut grass, but I'm never gonna wear it. Sure. Don't take it. Oh, I understand. People understand that about me. I was like, I have a brand. I'm small. I have to keep it consistent of what I'm doing. Sure. You know? Nike doesn't advertise Adidas. Yeah, that's true. Very true. <laughs> no need to, right? There's no need to. Yeah. You know? Got to stay on brand. Very true. Very true. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> gotta be, gotta be real. It's a real business, real product. This is a treat to smoke something that is constantly keeping the flavor present. 
Let's I'm enjoying it. Really good construction. I'm surprised though, from the how cool it is in here and the heat and I was I was a little leery of that. Of us, uh, I was afraid it might dry out. You know, it was like, ah, oh, it's cool. It'll be fine. You know, even when we pack up and send them back, I don't have to worry about it getting all spongy or just falling apart. So they held up pretty good. Good. I, I, you know, of course, we packed everything with your product and it kept it nice. And definitely uh, helps when it's sitting yeah, out on that it, warehouse. It, at, yeah, uh, we sealed it up. And, baking uh, in the Vegas sun. Yeah. Oh, oof. And I and I like it hot, but uh, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> a little too hot, but I like it though. I yeah. like it though. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I'm like humbled at the whole experience. It's been great, great so far. It's awesome. Great, great. You know, it's great to hear your story. It's great to actually sample the product, taste it. I would suggest anybody out there. Where can they go to grab your cigars? CarolinaBlueCigars.com, or I should say, shop. CarolinaBlueCigars.com and it go right to the shop page. Um, we're expanding out there. We also have Oxford, Oxford Cigar Company that sells our product. Shout out to Oxford out yes. of Florida, man. Yes. They, uh, Lucas they like to pick guy. up boutique brands. So he does. He does. He's um, got your cigars in his portfolio. He does. Um, I know people were ordering this week and um, like Oscar, I mean Lucas, man, I'm tied up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but I hopefully understands it. I usually take care of them. They have to wait a little bit. Um, several shops in, in, in Charlotte. We got, um, Taylor Smoke, um, Smoke and Barrel. We have some shops up in, uh, the Philadelphia area. Vintage Cigars, the only shop in the Pennsylvania that carries us, the full line. I told him, you know what? You're going to be the only shop in, in Pennsylvania to carry my product. Took a chance on me. They stood by you. You got it. I won't sell to anybody else in Pennsylvania. Wow. I'm going to stick to it. You think forever? Stick to it. All right. I'm boutique. Do you just always want to stay boutique? It'd be great to get like a Roma Craft or a Tuate, you know, those guys that break the man, even, even Steve Saka. And it'd be great to do that. It's years away. Then, yeah, and, and I would... I know the the the, the uh, brick and mortars would understand. Hey, he's growing. He can't stay in one spot. You know, like at one point, Chick Fil A. They was very small. You know, strategically sure. placed. Now you can find three in one area. Right. Before you find one, you'll drive ten miles to go get a chicken sandwich. There's a <laughs> Chick Fil A like ten miles away. Let's go. You know. Right. But you know, growth. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna do it very slow and strategically place them in different areas. Like Atlanta is a big market. I just told some people like, hey, I only, I only want three shops. I don't want 15 in Atlanta. Really? Atlanta has like the most shops per capita. Yes. I don't, I don't want 10 shops in Atlanta. Why? Most of you guys frequent the same shops. Really? It's a circle. They go all the shops. Everybody goes. Somebody's going to all these shops because of how their community is. Why do I need to get in all 10? If you really want to go back to those, go to the shop and go buy some. All right. It's like everybody doesn't have a Nordstrom's in their, in their city. Or only one on this side of town. I mean, I mean, you live way on the other side of town. What'd you do? You go all the way to the other side of town. You go to Nordstrom's if you want it. True. You'll drive and get it. Yeah. It's the same as cigars. You yeah. find out where it's at. You drive like, oh, that's not far. It's like 
30 minutes away. Oh, we can take a trip. We go in there and smoke. I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. I just keep going to the same smoke shop. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, you know. And again, if you keep liking something, the, the, the guy has to say like, hey, you always ask for this product. This is why not bring it in. Right. Even if you're the only one buying it, it's moving. Right. Absolutely. That's, that's how the business should be. It's moving. Sure. Yeah. So, and that's what I keep, you know, and I'm patient. Like, you know, I talked to my good friend, Kevin, from Real Artista. Shout out to Kevin. And he, he's been like an advocate of mine from the beginning, like from the give out days. Yeah. And he came into the booth today. He's like, wow, Chris, you have actually said what you're going to do. You started with three. Revamped the brand. And now you have 14, you know, or more. 14? I have more. Yeah. I have stuff that we just have not put on the shelf yet. I have stuff that is like, nah, this is never going to make the shelf. Wow. People's like, what? And they get like, what? I'm like, yeah, some stuff we use at events. Because I'm like, the customer, this is not what the customer wants. Like, are you crazy? I'm like, I'm telling you, this is not what the customer wants. Tell me all the time. I had different SKUs and, and different sizes. I had a Corona um, before the box press. Like, man, you have to sell this today. Like, nah, they don't want this. Let's go to the box press. Because I would have ran out of tobacco making so sure. many of those small ones. I'm like, let's go to the box press. And now the box press, I can't keep that on the shelf. So now I'm looking at two more sticks I got to go back and fix. Because I want you to have that experience. Sure. Even if for a short term, I can build upon that. I'm always looking, lurking, <laughs> lurking around. Persistent, patient. Yes, yes. Ever taking steps yes, forward. Small always. chips, small yes. chips. You got to keep it like, because the customer's going to get tired of it. Like, only we can always say is one cigar that nobody's ever going to get tired of. We all know what it is, right? Padron. Right. Padron's been making the same cigars forever. Industry legend. It's a, it's a basic blend. It's nothing, it's nothing over the top about it, but it's very consistent. Yeah. There's no secret what it is, but nobody makes it like him. Exactly. Me, I have to always do something a little different to make you like, oh, wow, did you taste that? Let me try that again. I don't think it's true. I, I mean, we, we had some, we had an event in uh, it, no, New Jersey a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. The blender came, uh, the roller came. He bought some, he bought some samples down. Like, oh, let me try it. So I'm trying to make a new stick. I've been trying to make this stick that I came up with about four years ago that we just cannot get the tobacco. It's Brazilian Aparaca. Cannot find it. It's just hard to get it. Because everybody, whoever, the big guys just bite up. Sure. We had some rappers just, but long story short, uh, he bought some Corona sticks. I'm like, all right, let me see. Smoked them. I'm looking at them. I'm like, what in the fuck is this? It was so good. So good? We both like, I don't, I don't believe that happened. In my mind, I'm like, I don't believe that just happened. Let me smoke another one. I don't usually smoke cigars back, the same one, right. back to back. I said, give me another one of those. I don't believe you just did this. Smoked it again. I'm like, holy shit. This is a... So now you got to figure out how to produce it. 
Good luck. From all the people that like flavored cigars, it wasn't flavored. It was naturally sweet. Right. Naturally sweet. I said, I will take all the flavored cigar smokers and convert them all. I was like, oh, how can we get this done? Nice. It's just, it's crazy. And I, and I call our factory the cigar baker. You know, bakeries come up with all kind of new stuff. Yeah. That's what we do. Right. New stuff. It's just a matter of, we have something new. Will it sell in a long term? Because I don't want to be like, oh, I got a short run. Oh, I got 50, you know, boxes. Oh, it'll be gone. I don't want to do that. Right. I want to give you a good year or two worth of the same product, the same thing. They're like, oh, wow. Then they like Carolina Blue. Like, oh, you know, they came out with this new Maduro. If it's anything like the last one, we got to get this one. Because I can be the one trick pony and give you, you know, 2,000 sticks and run out. Like, oh, we sold out. Yeah, you don't want to be limited. I don't want to do that. It's easy to do that. Sure. I don't want to do that. Because you can find enough tobacco to make enough to get it out, but right. then you can't follow it up. Right. It's so that's your challenge. Right. What you got next? And if that next one is like, oh, and we've all smoked something that we smoked the original one, and the yep. second one is like, uh, that just did not work. Right. Absolutely. I want to do that. I try my best not to do it. I know it can happen because of it's a natural product. Right. But if it, if I get to the point like it's just not the same one, we just would not make this one. Smart. I'd rather pull it off the shelf. So like, there's a guarantee there. Yeah. Brand guarantee that you're going to hopefully pull the same thing off the shelf and it's going to taste the exact same way you wanted it. It's got to happen. It's I can't good. afford it. Yeah, you're right. Those steps that you need to. Yeah. I can't, you can't afford, afford to make those bad right. steps. I'm not at that level where I can just throw a stick out there and be like, oh, such as us has the new blue sky because I've already made it to the top. Right. That they'll just run out and smoke it just because I made it. I'm not at that level yet. Nor do I want to be to where you'll just run out and buy anything I make. That's interesting. I don't want you to do that because that got away from my vision. Because you may not enjoy what I give you. Oh, like it's not the same. I don't, you know. I want to give you that experience that you're going to like, wow, he's keeping it going. That's your vision is to always keep the experience yeah, keep unique. It, keep it going. Keep it going. I like it. Yeah, we do. We boutique. I want you to have that nice suit every yes. time I make it for you. Absolutely. Keep yes. it looking good. You're right. That's what, I want. That's what I want to do. I want you to have that nice cigar. And no, you're going to like them all? No, but you're going to find one that you like. And Sweet. it's going to be the same. Like, yeah, I just love. I, you know, I have people buy boxes of one. They're like, I just love this one. Like, hey, buy all you want. Right. That's what I, that's what I want you to do. That's Perfect. it. That's the story. That's it, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, Chris. That's the story. This has yeah. been a pleasure. Yes, it's been an honor. It's been an honor. So thankful. Man, Thanks for you, making these great cigars. I'm humbled. And being passionate about it enough to make sure the consistency stays the same have no choice legacy in this thing you know legacy I love it you're you're in it for the long haul very long we got 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 a 20 year old 20 well he's 23 he's over there now learning the business so uh hopefully one day i can say all right your turn <laughs> all right <laughs> pass know, it yeah. on to the next generation yeah, that we're coming going. up man yeah here we are we want to experience cigars so thank you very much it's been an honor and uh 
I look forward to the longevity and uh, the products you guys provide. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yes. We're in it for the long haul, man. We're oh, not going anywhere. Definitely, definitely. 23 years and still counting. Ooh, that's so, what I'm talking about. Here we go. That's right. To the next 23. And if you guys need any Carolina Blue cigars, shop Carolina Blue. Cigars.com. That's right. And if obviously, if you need Boveda, you know where to get it, bovedainc.com. If you <laughs> liked this story and this episode, hit that like button. Subscribe. We want to be here for the long haul, continuing to bring you guys exclusive interviews with the cigar makers in the industry. Thank you all for watching. Have a great week.